0: show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders so they can inspire others. I'm proud to let you know we record the Business Builder Show in the studios of 94.3 FM, The Talker, which is part of Bold Gold Media in Scranton, Pennsylvania. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find all our shows and many other fine shows at c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. My special guest with me today is Dr. Don Graham. Hi, Dr. Graham. How are you?
1: I'm doing great today. How about you?
0: We're 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 already having some fun, right? We
1: we are having some fun. <laughs> we're going to have what's a wh- not, What's not fun about careers, right?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make this whole thing fun, Don, right? <laughs> we will. And, and your book is great, so let me do the official intro so we can get into some real solid content. Dr. Don Graham is the Career Director for the MBA program for executives at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Dawn also hosts a national call-in radio show on Sirius Channel 111 called Career Talk. Dawn also writes regularly for Forbes.com. Dawn is a licensed psychologist, and she recently published her first book called Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success. So, Switchers... Okay, Don. I'm going to start at the real basics. What do you mean by switchers? Set the stage for me.
1: Switchers. Switchers are those individuals who are looking to make an industry or functional career change, or both, in in this current market. And we are ripe for this, Marty, because mm. we you've heard of gig economy and portfolio mm. careers and hybrid careers, and mm-hmm. uh, you know all of these different things. So so switchers are really embracing that type of change and they're they're maybe mid-career and they're they're waking up and saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm not really enjoying what I'm doing. Maybe I got on the wrong ladder early in my career or maybe there's new jobs out there that are so much more interesting to me right now in my life than what I'm doing and I want to make a major switch." So so these are switchers and we're seeing more and more of them in the market.
0: Okay, you talk about and I'll put it in my words. I think I'm accurate, so correct me if I'm wrong. But there are switchers who will stay basically maybe in their same company or maybe in their same industry. And then there are switchers that you talk about in the book that may be going to an entirely new industry. And that's kind of a different gig, is it not? Talk to me about that.
1: Yes, yeah, so so we we categorize in terms of single switch and a single switch can be an industry change. So maybe you're still doing similar work. Maybe you're an accountant in one company and you're going to you're going to change from pharma to to retail or some right. kind of different industry than you're in. And those tend to be one of the easier types of switches. And then there's a functional switch. So maybe you're an accountant and you want to go into human resources or or marketing mm, or mm. digital analytics. So that's a functional switch and that can be done Uh, inside your own company or inside your industry and then there's the double switch which would be both so Mm. you want to change your industry and function so i'm i'm an engineer in a pharma company and i want to go work in in digital marketing in a startup
0: i'm already feeling challenged just by that (laughs) (laughs) i'm already feeling nervous about that so okay um So in this day and age of, uh, I I think they call it, what do they call it? The hiring technology, uh, applicant tracking systems. Yes. Uh, So so talk to me about that because how the heck do you get noticed?
1: Well, that is exactly why I wrote this book, Marty. Because what's happening is the the market has changed. Everybody wants to switch and do something different, and it's ripe for it because we have all of these transferable skills. And the market, in terms of jobs, is changing constantly. So even some of the newer jobs that are coming out—I mean, you can't ask for ten years of experience because they haven't even been out for ten years. Yeah. And yeah. So what what's happening is very qualified individuals are trying to use the current technology, whether that's that's. Um, you you know, applicant tracking systems, applying online, kind of going through all those gymnastics, and they're not getting to human eyes. And this is because those systems haven't caught up with what job seekers want. So those systems tend to be looking for very traditional candidates, so candidates who have five years in, in data analytics or candidates who have certain job titles. And so if you go through traditional channels to – try and achieve a non-traditional switch, you're not getting the results you want. And what I've found is that people are getting very frustrated Mm -hmm. and throwing in the towel because they assume, well, Mm -hmm. I guess I'm not qualified or I guess I can't do this. So I wrote this book to say, no, 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 you can. You just need to sidestep those processes and here's how to land in that job.
0: You did a great job explaining that. We can't cover everything. That's why they need to read the books. So my guess is Dr. Dawn Graham. Her book is Switchers. you got to get the book. We're going to hit everything we possibly can in this short interview. We already talked about the challenges of that and the different things to how to approach it. So what about the dyna- human dynamics? So first of all, I guess talk about how some of the strategies, I guess. Give me a couple ideas. And and what role do human beings or human dynamics uh, play in all of this?
1: Yes. So one of the reasons I went back to become a licensed psychologist is because I realized very early on that, that business interactions and specifically the hiring process is is very much influenced by brain science and how people interact. And a lot of our decisions are actually made through emotions, regardless of how much data we collect in our applicant tracking systems or resumes or, or assessments or all of this stuff. At the end of the day, decisions are actually gonna be made through emotions and then backed by this logic. So I, I put a lot of these strategies in the book, the, the psychology of the job search, because I think when you understand as a job seeker, switcher or not, what is happening in these human dynamics, you're going to be able to put together a strategy that gives you an advantage. And I can give you another example. So I worked in recruiting for a number of years, and I think most job seekers approach the job search in, in terms of, I want to get selected, I'm going to create my strategy based on this. But what they don't realize is that the first thing that, that is gonna happen in that job search process from the hiring manager side is a process of elimination, not mm. selection. So mm. I have two hundred and fifty resumes that I need to get down to maybe ten to phone screen, that I need to get down to maybe two to three to bring in, to need to get down to one candidate. And the the way the brain works is is very, very much focused on on the negative and avoiding risk. And so as they're going through this process of elimination, they're looking for very easy red flags Mm. to kind of get these candidates out and narrow it down. And when you create a strategy based on this, especially as a switcher, who being a switcher in and of itself is a red flag to a hiring manager, you can create a strategy that's very different so that you can get in front of that person and convince them to roll the dice on you.
0: Okay. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. <laughs> so do it. So do it, I so, it. so okay. I I I I I'll take that bait. I believe you. Um but gee, we just talked about these these tracking systems and, you know, uh, the way people, you know, filter out immediately. And even if by chance you get to the human being. So so let's start with maybe the resume. How, what what's the first step or the first thing you want to think about? I do know that you put like different um, processes, different evaluations you can kind of do in the book. Like, first of all, are you sure you want to switch? You know, and, and you have that in there. But give me a, a tactic or two. Maybe start with the resume. Is that where we can start? <laughs>
1: We can start with the resume. So first off, I'm going to say the resume should always come second in the job search okay. for anybody, but especially if you're a switcher, because what you want to do is you want to be a known candidate first, and this is where your network comes in, but I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to that um, later. We'll talk about their actual resume. Most people write their resume in terms of you know a history of all of my accomplishments. I think most have moved from a job description-based resume to an accomplishment-based resume by now,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but
1: if you haven't, that's a good tip. But, if, you know, if you have, now you've got to look at those accomplishments and say, what are going to be most important to my audience? So you have to do a little bit of homework on your audience. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example. So I uh, worked with a client who was in pharma and looking to make a switch. um you know, she had her PhD and was on the clinical side and she was looking to make a switch into the business side because she wanted to do strategy and, and analytics. And she was leading with her greatest accomplishment, you know, one of them being her PhD, but the business side couldn't see her as a fit because they were seeing her as a clinical type. So mm. one of the things you have to do in your resume and LinkedIn and in your entire brand is look at what are some of those accomplishments that are that are gonna be most interesting to your new audience and keep those. And as hard as it might be, what are some some of those accomplishments that maybe are not going to be as important and either either take them off or move them down. And that's hard for some people to do because our identity is so tied to some of these big accomplishments.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, you actually talk about that. That's, that's one of the biggest things you want to overcome in the book is the whole idea of, uh, I forget what you call it, but the whole idea of uh, identity, identity clinging. I think that's what you call it. You just kind of refer to that is that you see yourself in a certain way, but here you're trying to get, the attention, or get noted, by in another way. So, so that's one of the biggest challenges, right? This whole idea of uh, identity clinging, right?
1: Yes. And that's why I look at also that our own psychology as job seekers, because I, I say if you're not willing to, to lose, you're not ready to change. So uh, you you need to understand this, that you're going to have to let some things go so that your new yeah. audience can see you in, in a way that's different. So yeah. and I talk specifically how to do that for the type of switch you're making.
0: Yeah. And here's a, there's a couple of things that I guess surprised me. Yeah. Um, I always thought I was the smartest guy on the planet, so along you come and uh, you you kind of surprised <laughs> me with some things. so you say you gotta have a plan a and yes. only a plan a and you said stick to it, so talk to me about that,
1: yeah, so what I've noticed with a lot of clients is they come in and they say, this is really what I want to do i'm I'm you know convinced I'm committed. You know, and here's my plan B if it doesn't work out. And I, you know, I say, how are you going to convince somebody to hire you, pay you a lot of money, and bring you onto their team and take a risk on you if you're not even willing to take a risk on you? And there's a lot of research, and, you know, some of it actually comes right out of Wharton here, that talks about when you have a plan B, you undermine yourself because your efforts, you know, you have that plan B in the back of your mind. So you don't go all in. So I think one of the things that switchers can do for their own benefit, but also to convince their new audience that they're they're committed is to go all in on plan A so that means you know changing your resume completely to align with the new market not having three versions changing your LinkedIn to completely align with that new brand not yeah. muddling it trying to be everything to everybody because when you try and do that then you're appealing to no one.
0: Yeah, I love that thought process, and we're going to get into the branding and networking thing in a minute, but let's do a commercial first, meaning a commercial on you. Uh, your website, you've got a great website. You want to share it with us?
1: DrDawnOnCareers.com, and you can follow my my radio show is podcasted, so the radio show is on Sirius XM, Channel 111, powered by the Wharton School. I going to work that in there, Marty. I know. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you should. <laughs> Let me say that. Her show is powered by the Wharton School. Thank you for allowing me to say that. Go ahead. (laughs)
1: Yes. And it's live noon Eastern time, um, so you can call in with questions, but then it's replayed. It's also podcasted, so you can find that on my website, or you can also find it on iTunes or Google Play. It's out there. So.
0: Yeah. Dr. Dawn on (laughs) right? All right. That is correct. And her book is Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success. All right. I'm looking at my notes here and I'm thinking where to go next. Um, let's talk networking. We've uh, we kind of had a pre uh, pre call, if you will. And I said, well, gee, isn't it critically important that you kind of have be prepared for that job before you even apply for it? I guess you would call that networking or or building a career, uh, a career network or something like that. So. Just talk to me about networking and how you talk about it in the book and how important is it?
1: So networking is critical for all people who are interested in growing and being successful in their careers, not just switchers. And I sure. will say I am, I'm an introvert by nature. So every every assessment I take, I'm off the charts introvert. But that's why I did my dissertation on it. And that's why I talk about it in the book, because it's something that I know a lot of people need to, to kind of force themselves to get more comfortable with. And here's the deal. You may never feel that it's a natural thing for you, but that's OK, because is what I talk about in the book is how to use the network you've already built throughout your life. So it's not about creating something you don't have, it's about using what you already have. And here are just some easy tips. If you think about the people who are are your cheerleaders and most supportive of you, maybe that's your family, your you know a parent, a child, or your neighbors or classmates or former coworkers. Or, you know, people you, you 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 go to church with or whatever those things are. Right. We already have these great networks. But what we rarely do, you know, maybe it's the parents of, of your, your kids' soccer team. We don't talk about what we do specifically. And here's an easy challenge that people can go out to do today, which is can you – can the people who are most interested in your success – in one or two sentences relay the value you bring to an employer and I'm not talking about oh you work at Comcast or oh you work at this company or oh you're an attorney but I'm talking about in one or two sentences can they specifically relay to somebody else what you do and chances are the answer is no and I challenge everybody to go to go do that tonight or next time they Hmm. you know go to go to you know their kids soccer game because we're missing out on a big opportunity by this because the people who want to see us succeed can't bring us back information that's relevant to our career or they can't they can't gush about us to somebody who might find our skills valuable and if that's the case we're, we're missing out on something that can be really easy to progress our own careers
0: yes yes there you go <laughs> yes uh, get comfortable with it talk to people uh, about what you do how you do it what you're passionate about because that's part of this whole thing right uh, you, you know, if you're looking for a new career or you, you want to be uh, in business development, you kind of feel like that's really what your dream career is all about. So I, you need to get over that a little bit, but, get, you know, feel comfortable with it and get out there and uh, there's all kinds of networking tips. But we won't get into that. You uh, mentioned several in the book. Um, I want to go deeper on this idea of loss aversion. I, I found that very interesting, and we alluded to it a little earlier. Tell me more about that.
1: The book goes into several psychology principles and, and how these impact your job search. And loss aversion is a really big one because hiring hiring managers, but all humans, we have this bias towards avoiding loss, and yeah. it's it's a survival instinct from from way back when the caveman days but i mean it, it makes sense that you know loss could mean could mean death and, yeah, <laughs> and yes. so you're trying to avoid that and so it's much stronger pull in our brain so for example if if the human resources department calls and says you you're getting $200 in your paycheck and you made a mistake or and woohoo and you know maybe go home maybe maybe go out to dinner but if they tell you oh we made a mistake we're taking $200 away from you you're going to be angry about that for a lot longer yeah, yeah. than you'd be happy about the gain so When you think about in terms of the job search, a hiring manager has a lot to lose on a candidate that that is risky, which is is a switcher. So somebody who doesn't have the traditional background they're used to. They're they're worried that it's costly to hire you and train you. If you don't stay, it's costly to replace you. They're worried about their reputation because if they bring someone in who doesn't do a good job, it reflects on them. So Mm -hmm. all of these things are going through their brain whether they realize it or not. So your job as a switcher is to put their mind at ease and show them that you are a match and that you are going to hit the ground running and you are going to make them them look good. So that's the idea of, of loss aversion. The book talks about how you can do that so that they are willing to roll the dice on you.
0: Uh, for those who are listening and still a little uh, apprehensive about what we're talking about, go to uh, Dr. Dawn's website. It is drdawnoncareers.com. And tell us again how they can find more. Well, they can go to that website. But tell us more about your show, Career Talk.
1: So Career Talk is on SiriusXM Channel 111. It's uh, powered by the Wharton School. It's a partnership between SiriusXM and Wharton and Career Talk is live noon Eastern time 9 a.m. Pacific on Thursdays and also played several times throughout the week so if you want to call in it's a call-in career show so we love to hear questions we love to hear tips from our listeners to share with others we do a lot of on air mock interviews so we have people calling day of their interview and say all right let's let's do the hard stuff here on air which is very brave so it's yes. a very fun show yeah um, it's a great show we'd love- people
0: tune in yeah it's a great now if i call in you'll take my call won't you if you're saying now this is going over the air right now so you, if you say yes you got to accept my call
1: we, we will accept your oh, okay. call and the, the beauty of <laughs> the beauty of radio is that is that we have uh dion he's our our awesome engineer who will uh you know he, it's a pg-13 show marty so you got to keep a pg-13 or he'll drop you <laughs>
0: oh i will i absolutely will okay um the other th- Well, I love the whole book. I, I did enjoy the book. I've already shared it with several people. Um, maybe throw out some interviewing tips. Uh, that's kind of a general question, I know. But, okay, so we've gotten through the screening process, whatever that was. You had a plan A. You, you attacked it. You followed everything you, you suggested. Uh, we're there. We're at the interview. What's that look like? Some tips. Yes.
1: So, um, and I want to point out that one of the things I did in Switchers is that there are a lot of great books out there on the job search process. And, you know, unfortunately, those traditional Steps don't always work for yeah. for switchers. Many yeah. of them don't, which is why I wrote this book and I really focus in on those those techniques in this book, but yeah. they're good for anybody because sure. you know, a lot of people don't prepare for the interview. That's that's the biggest thing. They think, "Well, I'm the product. I know me. I'm going to go in there and wing it." So so step 1, yeah. <laughs> practice out loud. I can't say it enough. Practice out loud because you will be thankful that you did. But in terms of the the going back to loss aversion and these biases that are going on, one of the things that is going to be most critical for a switcher is the answer to the question, "Why do you want this job?" You know, and it uh-huh. can be asked a lot of different ways. Why do you want to work here? Why do you want this job? And, and you know, with our company, and you really need to spend a lot of time on answering that because this is what I call the motivation, the drive question. And Remember when I said that emotions play a big role in mm-hmm. the hiring process? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is where it comes in. This is the part where they're going to make a decision based on gut feel, whether they admit it or not, because they'll probably back it up with facts yeah. later. Yeah. This, is, this is the big one. And this is where a lot of people trip up. If you say something generic, like, oh, I'm passionate about your company, or I've always wanted to change into this career, yeah. you're, you're, you're done. You're, You're done. done. <laughs> You're just basically pointing out I'm yeah. a switcher. You need to be thoughtful. Your your answer needs to be genuine, but it also needs to show that you've made a commitment already to this path. So you have to show concrete actions. I've done these things. I've I've talked to these people. I've you know, whatever those things are for your industry. Maybe you've taken a you've gotten a certification, but you have to show commitment. You've already committed. You have to show how it fits into your logical plan. You have to to go in and have a solid answer to this because this is the make it or break it question. And I go through a very specific process to teach you. I call it your career story to yeah. teach you how to answer this question, because I will guarantee you this is this is the question that you're going to get hired on or not.
0: Yes. OK, so it, and well, I'm thinking as you're as you're you're sharing that with us, like what a shame to go through all of that work. You do your plan, A, you do the strategy, you, you get the certification, you do all this work and you get to the interview and you batch it, wow. <laughs> what a shame, yeah. what a shame, right? So so great advice there. Okay, here's the other thing that really, uh, really kind of threw me off a little bit. So okay, we succeed. And um, they, they hand us the offer. And we go to ourselves, holy moly, <laughs> right? Well, I did it. I did it. <laughs> we all did it, trust me. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, so so should we say like yes or should we what should we do when we get that offer?
1: Oh no, no don't say no, but <laughs> never accept on the spot. Never.
0: Ah. Never never
1: never. Uh, switcher or not, never accept on the spot. Always, always sleep on it. And here's the thing, I'm gonna let you in a little secret as somebody who's hired a lot of people. When you get that offer, now you have a little bit of leverage because they're in the hot seat. Don't forget and this is that psychology coming back in. Hiring managers have a day job and it's not hiring and they don't want to spend any more time on this really than you do. They want to get you in button chair doing the work, taking stuff off their desk and yeah. be done with this. So now you've offer in hand. Guess what? You've a little leverage. So you know, as much as you want to shout yes, and you can certainly be appreciative. Well, thank you. I'm very excited. I, you know, I, I know I can bring a lot to the team. When do you need my answer? And then just pause. When do you need my answer? Most, most companies would love for you to accept on the spot so they can cross it off their list and move on to the other duties they have on their plate for the day. But, but do this for yourself, please. When yeah. do you need my offer or when do you need my answer on the offer? Yeah. And, and A couple days may be all that you need if you're relocating or there's some some major logistics in there. You might need a little bit more time, but it's perfectly acceptable. And then if they say we'd like it by the end of the week, great. Set up a 15-minute call with the hiring manager and think about during that time what you want to negotiate. Base salary is always the place to start, yeah. but you want to negotiate because everything is negotiable. And even if it's not base salary, even if they're firm on that, it might be extra vacation. It might be a sign on bonus. It might be sure. an early salary review. There's so many things yeah. that that you can negotiate.
0: Wow. All this free consulting. This is great. Um, <laughs> so, so, so we need to, we need to wrap up. My guest has been Dr. Don Graham. Her book is Switchers, and make sure you pay close attention to the subtitle, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success. This book is awesome for those folks who uh, fit that description. So, so Don, thank you so much for being on the show, and uh, congratulations on a great book.
1: Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun.
0: Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Reminding you to find all our shows and many other great shows on C-Suite Radio. That's c-suiteradio.com. On behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to The Business Builder Show, but stay tuned for information on how you can become part of the C-Suite Network. Bringing the business classroom to you, it's The Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite Radio Show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builder Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.